Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. All right, guys. Welcome back. Another virtual episode edition. Yeah, man. EYL. Legends uh, at it now. <laughs> yeah, quarantine edition. Um, so... We got a very dope episode. We're going to highlight a, a very impressive entrepreneur, Ladoon Thompson. Um, you probably saw his shirts, T-shirts, hoodies um, worn by a variety of different celebrities. Mainly Envy. A lot of people watch The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. I know he wears it a lot. And it's called My God versus My Enemies. That's the name of, like the I guess, the most popular shirt. Yeah. But the clothing brand itself is called Body of God Clothing Body Line. God, yep. So um, Ladoon, shout out to, to our guy Mike. Mike, Mike um, really uh, hooked this hooked this up he's actually been talking about it for a while yeah definitely but uh, uh for sure yeah I'm, I'm excited to be on here man um now we definitely probably played tag at some point last year but you know we get caught up but you know everything is timing man so yeah everything happens when it's supposed to happen yeah, the world slowed down so it's perfect timing yeah 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 so first and foremost um thank you for for joining us appreciate it uh thank you guys for having me on here <laughs> nah, nah, for sure. So yeah, I, this is an interesting conversation because, um, you know, we like to highlight entrepreneurs and uh, the clothing business is something that we've, we've touched on before, but there's always room to cover it more. We haven't like really covered it in depth. Mm -hmm. And um, especially from the merch standpoint, as far as hoodies, t-shirts, because these are simplified items that like when most people start a clothing brand, that's what they start with. T-shirts, hoodies, sweatsuits, stuff like that. Like yeah. we all... We earn your leisure. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Like that's us. That, that, that's what we have, right? right? So it's like, um, you know, this is something that you don't have to have a, a factory to do. You don't have to have. A, you don't have to go to um, FIT or one of these colleges yeah. to figure this out. But um, right. it's something that's also difficult as well. It's not easy, right? And especially to to launch it on a on a high level. And to have you know celebrities yeah. wearing it and I, to you know kind of go viral online and things of that nature. I think one of the most important things you need is vision and a plan. Right. And you definitely have both of them. So I'm excited for the world to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. So right. this so this is something that I think is going to be a lot of value to a lot of people. And um, whether you're in the clothing business or not, I'm sure you were inspired by a lot of things. Um, number right. one, th there was an eviction process that that kind of got got in the way of some things, and and you battled a, a few breakups. You want to get into that a little bit? 
Yeah, we can get into that. Yeah, sure. let's talk about so, it. So, so let's let's talk about that. So, I was in a relationship um, at that time, and the person I was in a relationship with, you know, um, and still got no animosity. We we don't speak or anything like that. But it was just more of a situation where, like, you know, uh, you it's a season. You learn that, like you know, you can be with somebody and, you know, think that that's going to be forever. But you also, what I learned from that situation is the minute you start putting people over God, God has to be first in everything you do. You know what I mean? And I learned that like, you know, in, 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 in Christianity, we know there's this verse in the Bible, but we serve a jealous God. Like, you know what I mean? The minute you put somebody over God, God is going to let you know he's going to give you an opportunity and you'll hear it and you'll see it. And, you know, sometimes you call them red flags. Those are the things that when God shows you certain things and he says, look, I need you to separate and be more focused on me. And at that point, I was like, no, I'm not separating, even though I've seen certain things that showed me that, like, at this point, this season with this person was over. So now after God has has told you what you need to do and you don't do it, the next thing is God is going to do it and it's going to hurt. So there's a, there's a, there's a quote that I've been living by this like last couple weeks, which is, um, if you were obedient when God first put it on your heart, it wouldn't feel like much of a sacrifice. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's with anything we do. Like when we think about like, even you, even you guys, as you started this amazing, um, I want to call it a podcast, but it's bigger than that. It's a movement. Um, I think with you guys even starting that, there were times when you think back to when you felt like you should have made the move. Just do. You know what I mean? You just have to do without really thinking, overthinking things. At times, in that time when I was in that relationship, I definitely realized that, like, you know, once you start making, once you're making more deposits into a person, place, thing, and they're making more withdrawals than deposits with you, then it's not a balanced friendship, relationship, anything. So it just got to a point that that person walked away from the relationship. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's no shade to it. I understand things happen and, and I had to figure it out. But I was I was blown away by this because I just like I had invested so much into this person in relationship that when that occurred i didn't know what to do next mm. so what did i do just sat and got depressed i really felt i stayed in the house i didn't work i really was like you know what i didn't really it was never a point that i really said like yeah i'm gonna kill myself but i can see where people when they deal with these that thought bounces through your head because you're just like yo life sucks like this was not part of the plan like and then you're watching this person thrive and then you're like and and on top of that you still have to interact with that person because we have so many mutual friends and you're playing it cool and you're seeing them you're saying hey what's up and you're and they're happy and (laughs) celebrated and you're like i'm dying over here (laughs) why are you so good carton of milk in the in the refrigerator because you left me (laughs) so you're sitting there and you're really like yo and and it's not really at the end of the day it's, it's season sometimes like you know what I mean I never fault that person for uh, what happened because you know everything's a season and you have to understand it sometimes you know like I said God will always give you the opportunity to know when a season is over now if you don't move if you don't have the the um, I will call it the relational intelligence that tells you when it's time to separate from certain things places or people then when it does happen, you're going to be flat on your face. So that time I had to, you know, I, I was in an apartment and just I wasn't working really. Uh, I actually had started working at Amazon at that time, to be honest. That was another job that I did, which was cool at the time, but it, it wasn't cool enough to pay all the bills. Because once I started Amazon, I was already I was already three months behind on rent. And mm. I was just trying, but I wasn't really doing that out of passion. I was just like working because I was just like, all right, I got to, I got to eat, you know what I mean? And at that point in time, I, I really, as now I'm really proving to my parents, you didn't go to law school, this is what you get. So I'm like, no, you know what? I'm definitely not going back home. So I had to even go through the process of going back. Finally, I just got to the point when I came outside, car was gone. Uh, I was like, you know what? I, I'm not, 
I'm not sitting in this. Wait, anymore. wait. They they repoed the vehicle, or this was like New Jersey Drive? Nah, they took the car. Came <laughs> and it was an empty spot. I was like, was I drunk last night? Did I park somewhere else? Walking yeah. around, the car is gone. You know what I mean? I was tight because I had a couple fly sneakers in there too, and everything, man. I really even tried to just get those back at that point. Uh, but in that space, the only thing. Only thing I was left with at that time was my faith. And being in that time that I was just dealing with, like being, um, folk, I had to focus on God a little bit more. I was in church a lot more. I was in church on Sunday. I was in Bible study on Tuesday. I was in midday word on Thursday. I was, um, <laughs> it gives you an opportunity to like, but it does give you an opportunity to focus on what's more important. So in that time, I had to be faithful over little things so that God can make you a master of many things. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like what really happened is that I, that, um, I started, you know, doing a lot of working at a lot of homeless shelters. Like I just felt the need to be given back. You know what I mean? That's what I felt like I heard God say, you know what I mean? Give back. I would have little money and somebody would ask me for money and I would just be like, I would give it. And it just got to the point that like in that process, like the idea came to me that I wanted to create a, a a clothing line. Like first, it was really like I I can use this to bring in some type of finances. You know what I mean? It's some additional money. But in the same token, it was like I wanted a brand that really gave people overall an opportunity to talk about God. Um, because I feel like now in this day and age, it's so hard to have conversations about God. Having a conversation about God nowadays, like having a conversation or like around November and asking somebody who they're voting for, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's a crazy conversation to have. Even in this day, you would think that everybody would just be like, you know, I'm not voting for Trump. But at this time, you know, now we're like, let's hold a vote. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not voting. It doesn't matter. Some people are saying they, it doesn't matter to them. But like in that same token, when it came to talking about God, it, it's a it's a tough topic because people are very politically correct when it comes to uh, talking about faith. You yeah, know well, what it's, I mean? funny, it's funny you say that because that's what they always say. Never talk about politics or religion. And um, you just did both of those. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I no fear, <laughs> yeah, I have no fear talking about that. Politics, I'm probably more like liable to like, you know, I've already... Uh, pulled the cat out the bag on that one, but uh, <laughs> I, I do feel like, yeah, I understand how t touchy that topic is because I really, you know, that's one of the things I don't know. Like, you know, we were talking about, I think prior to this, we had mentioned the power of I don't know, but we'll get into that also. Like, that's why for me, I don't really talk about politics. I just know like what I feel is right and what I feel is wrong. But bringing that back, taking that back, I'm talking about the brand. So I wanted to start a brand that specifically focused on giving people an opportunity to talk about God without actually ever having to open your mouth. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's when My God Versus My Enemies came about. You know what I mean? And My God Versus My Enemies, really, my enemies at the time when I started that was like, I didn't have physical enemies. I felt like I get love from everybody that's from my area, whether it's New York, Jersey, whatever. Um, I get a lot of love, but the, the biggest things my enemies was dealing with like mental health. Mm. I realized how much of an issue that was like when people deal with depression and people deal with anxiety, I started to learn about those things. And I'm like, you know, it's not a myth. It's just not, I used to hear about it and I used to like, nah, people tripping. She's having an anxiety attack. <laughs> She's tripping. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said, or even like dealing with functional bipolar people. You know what I mean? Like I have friends that I had to find out that they're functionally bipolar. I'd be like, yo, that's crazy. Like I would leave my kid with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's, it's finding out these things. Um, and so my enemies at that time, I felt like without God, I would have never been able to battle those, you know, deal with those things. So Cause, me, um, you know, me. like you learned that, you know, depression is a, a thing. It's something that if you don't deal with, it can um, overtake your mind, spirit. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like where the the first design, which was my God versus my enemies, came about, and it's still the main design because it's um it's what people like focus on, like that particular like statement. No matter where you go, if you're wearing it, if you're walking down the street, 
and you have a my guy versus my enemies uh, hoodie or sweatshirt on, someone's going to say to you, like, either you're going to have an old, um, uh, older black lady who's going to say, yes, Jesus, God. Let me ask you and, that, because that, that actually brings an interesting point, because in the next segment, um, what we're going to do next is going to the business behind the um, clothing brand. But so we haven't we haven't spoke about religion or earn your leisure. <clears throat> um, we actually we. we we invited a big time pastor on. We're still waiting. Still on waiting to on that. Accept the invitation. Open invite. But <laughs> um, but um, you know, we 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 we've, we've kind of stayed away from religion. It's a very touchy topic. But um, the thing the thing about it is that um, it's 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 interesting, especially from from a, a business standpoint, because it's it's a thin line, right? And it's like um, like Kanye, right? When he put the Jesus, no, not Jesus Walk. Um, what's his last album? Yeah. Jesus, uh, King? Jesus, Jesus King, Jesus, Jesus King, yeah, Jesus, King. Jesus, Jesus King, yeah, both of those. So, so, so yeah, he put it's two albums. Yeah, is it? So okay. A lot of people didn't know that there was a separate album that dropped in December that was called Jesus is Born. Jesus King is the first one that came out. Jesus is Born is the one everybody was really expecting, where it would be like a whole bunch of choir and singing, and okay. not really. It's probably like seven percent Kanye and mm. mostly like. Um, choir singing. That's what he should have did. Yeah, that's what he I, I want to see that man. Powerful. Yeah. Well, different. Yeah, yeah no, that's a powerful thing. Shout out to Kanye. Um, <laughs> shout out to Kanye. <laughs> so, um, but a lot, he got a lot of pushback because people felt like, all right, are you capitalizing off of faith? Are you profiting off of religion? And then you know, it's always been a debate with pastors and especially like big time pastors. It's a very thin line. Um, but people are very passionate about their religion, right? And I feel right. like what better way to promote religion and what you believe in than to wear it? So yeah. to me, it makes sense. But were you ever conflict? Did you ever get any pushback within the religious community as, as like, yeah, how you feel about oh, that? Oh, man, that's a, that's a topic in itself. It, that, man, that, that at one point for me, that once I had gotten to a certain space, that created anxiety for me like the conversation of it like because you just never know what angles someone is coming at you on when they talk about like the brand so i'm a christian you know what i mean that's who i am um very solid in my faith but if you if you check out my even my bio it's unconventional christian you know what i mean and i get pushed back from that like i'll get i get 900 dms that says Excuse me, I would like for you to detail to me what <laughs> all the theologists have come to speak to you. <laughs> uh, yes, I love God and I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Yes, but I also believe I am very honoring of the fact that I believe all faiths do serve one God. Yeah. I'm not here to break that down in detail because I have, I can't tell you and I can explain to somebody. Um, why I believe it's, I, I can't explain to you why your God and my God is the same, but more importantly, I can tell you that I know that God is love, right? That's what I feel like. God is equal to love. Mm -hmm. And you know, when people always talk about love changing the world, that's when I think about that. And more importantly, like that's why for me, the brand, um, is so important to me because I know that like God is love and love is the one thing needed to change the world. So when I think about, when I have these conversations and people talk to me and they're asking me like, so when I wear your brand, am I wearing it as a Christian? Am I wearing it, is it against, you're a Christian, does that mean me as a Muslim or me as an atheist? Does this mean that I'm representing the Christian faith? No, I'm like, when the first thing is my God. My God, in that sense, when you talk about this particular brand, when you talk about this item right here, like the God with, like it's the God within you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like so, when somebody seems the God with, like the God within you is is what's against your enemies. So like I try not to to get into these big battles of who and what God we serve because that's where I feel like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people lose people because their biggest focus is religion, not relationships. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? For me, it's creating relationships with people and having conversations with people and understanding that we are all different in every sense. If I'm trying to put a label on who every single person is, that's like division. 
You know what I mean? Like, I meet a Muslim person. I'm to this day, like, one of the biggest things I started talking about with people, like, now is, like, I want to start reading the Quran because it's important to be knowledgeable, to be happy to have these conversations with people. I'm not trying to press religion on anyone. I do love God and I love Jesus Christ, and that's who I am. But when it comes to the brand, it's more about unity more than anything else. Yeah. It's more about trying to bring people together. You know what I mean? It's so much division in our communities and just as a whole that like we spend so much time trying to, you know, label people instead of like figuring out how we can be labeled as one. You know what I mean? We're so divided. So that's why like for me, I try not to make it about um religion. Like, you know what I mean? This like I remember I was on Sister Circle TV and I went in there and I had like the noodle legs because my biggest fear was like, oh my God, they're gonna ask me, what God do you serve? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just know for a fact I've let God lead me into all these situations. Even when I came on here, one of the biggest things that I said was like, you know, like you know, God, you stand up and I sit down. You know what I mean? Because it's not, this is not about me. And it's like I know, like you said, you brought up the fact that people worry about like you know. Um, you know, profit and, and people worrying about money and making money off. Like the biggest thing that people will always see and say about this brand is that we're always giving back. You know what I mean? It's like we're constantly in place where we're sending cash apps to people during this pandemic from the brand because we're trying to like help people. We know how like I, I try not to hold on to anything, whether it's money, whether it's, it's, it's the, the clothing, I give it away. That's the one thing that got me where I am now is giving it away. You know what I mean? I'm and, 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 and I think I think it's important to promote what you believe in too. Like I said, like I mean, you I was I noticed that it's like my God, that could be anything. Mm -hmm. You could be Jewish, Muslim, Christian, Buddhist, whatever. And um, also, I mean, I personally don't see anything wrong with it because it's like if you're gonna wear something, why not wear something and promote something? You could be wearing something with, you know, curses on it and yeah. a whole bunch. Not to say you know to each his own, but. You're gonna promote something when you're wearing it. I think I think the dopest thing about it, you know what I mean, is the fact that you're inviting people into knowing God. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it like you said, it's really not specific. It's just kind of a, a conversation starter. So imagine now, like when you walk into a church and it's my God uh versus my enemies with a hoodie on. You know what I'm saying? Like right. where where we've been raised, it's like, yo, you gotta be suited and booted with your, your Sunday best. And it's like, nah, I'm coming as I am and I'm coming with this message. Cause the first thing we look at and and our community, we know for sure, and that's the reason why we thought assets or liabilities would be the perfect model, is because mm -hmm. we look at what we have on. It's just natural. The first before we get to know a person's name, before we get to know their background, what are you wearing? And when you right. come through with that, it's like, okay, now we have a conversation. We can have one. Right. All right. So, um, starting the, the clothing line, right? Um, the first thing I want to ask you is because. It reminds me of like how we started like the asset, assets over liabilities. Yep. So when we did the assets over liabilities. We was playing around with different stuff, like different slogans of like, because we knew I right, we have earn your leisure and we want to you know have a brand merch brand that actually represents earn your leisure, right? So I forgot when we came up. We come up. We was coming up with a bunch of yeah, different yeah, ten, ideas. Ten so, joints. So I was me and Mike was going back and forth, and I'm like yeah, assets over liabilities. And he's like, all right. So then he had like a mock up drawing. And I'm like, nah, I don't. I, I want like this assets with the line, and then in the middle of the line over, and then on the bottom of that liability. So it's like assets over liabilities, and then a line, and it's literally showing it. So he didn't really like the idea at first. He's like, nah, it should be this way, da da da. But long story short, we agreed on it, and it's been a hit. And it's actually right. crazy because now people is actually stole the idea. Good thing we got a trademark. We yeah. sent we sent letters out. So shame on you if you've done that. Yeah. But that but, that's, uh, that's part of his that's part of well, your story. We're gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. um so how did you all right, so you 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 told us the, the story about, you know, um getting into more into your religion and you decided that you wanted to kinda, you know, have God involved in the brand. So how did the idea my God versus my enemies and how did you just like cause that's I don't think people understand like how you place something is extremely important. Mm -hmm. If I think if it was assets over liabilities, but it was not placed how it is, like the division, it, it wouldn't have been as popular as it's been. So right. your, your your slogan is like is round. Um, mm -hmm. So how did you come about like actually making that visually look like that? And like, was it a lot of going back and forth in your head, or like what was the process? Nah, you know what? I, now I, this very probably like I might like. 
kick myself in the butt for saying this, having this conversation. But like um, at the time, my guy versus my enemies was like the phrase was what I came up with. But at the time, we were dealing with uh, I had a, a graphic designer uh, send me a few mock-ups and then of how my guy versus my enemies would be. And one thing that I didn't like about it was that the my god and my enemies were the same size. So it to me said that that my enemies was equal to God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure I, I kind of you know had them reduce the font, and then also um, what was very popular at the time you, that you you guys do know is like Detroit versus everybody. They had the, you know that that design, and um, but the one thing you learn in business wise is like um, so we went with the my guy versus my enemy with that same the same uh, font but just with the, we did a small change in it because I mean the the enemy's smaller, um, and we ended up having to deal with a lot of headache from people from Detroit. It was like. Yo, Detroit versus everybody. We y'all stole that. It was like, no, there's New York versus every New York versus everybody. A brother Wallow got a couple of those joints. Philly versus nobody had nobody had a trademark on any of those things because you have to. This is where you learn the business. Now, this is the part where for me, it's um, something I have conversations with people about. Is just learning like. Like before you put out, people always hit me up. Yo, I have this design. I'm like, nope, don't want to hear it. Let's sign this NDA first, and then we can have a conversation. Because no one's gonna say I stole your idea. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Anything. People always come with me ideas that they think is dope for my brand or even for their brand. But I, if it's anything faith based, I don't want to have a conversation about it without an NDA. Because these are stuff that you learn. Um, non non disclosure agreement. Can you talk about that a little bit for somebody that might not know what an NDA is? Um, it's just protective of both parties. You have a conversation, you detail it, small words, what the conversation is about, and um, just protects you, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I've definitely had conversations with people, like people, somebody will come to me and say, yo, you should come out with a God is God is good uh, shirt. And I'm like, I have one that says God is good, and it's scratch- we scratched out the good and put God is great. But it's like, when you put that out, they're like, yo, I told you about that, right? Yeah. Like, yo, that was mine. God is good is a very common phrase. <laughs> so the, the NDA and the, like, then, then people start talking about you behind your back. Like, nah, I told him that design. And he ain't, and I see everybody wearing, he ain't cut me. No, he should have gave me some bread. And I'm like, nah, we're we not going to do that. Like, you know what I mean? I just, but I had to learn that the hard way, though. Like, you know what I mean? The way I learned that the hard way is just having to hear people tell me ideas. I was always open my ears to people talking to me about different ideas, but now you just have to be protective of how you allow people to, you know, engage with you when it comes to business. You can't, like, that's one thing I, I'm not, you know, you're not a party, prom- you're not just a party promoter. You're not just an actor anymore. You're a businessman. And that's just like something I had to learn as far as business. You have to move very business-like or else people will treat you like a peasant. So, all right. So you, so you, so you start that. You get a little backlash which, um, from the from the Detroit community. Shout out to Detroit. What up, though? Detroit, what man. I got love, y'all. <laughs> so, so you you trademark? Do you trademark that? Yeah, I trade my guy versus my enemies. And you trademarked it for merch. That's something that we talked about a while. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize. Like when you trademark something, you can trademark it for a variety of different things. Like so, it's like it's for media. It's for apparel. Mm-hmm. It's for you know radio. Like it's so. Some things is, you you have it trademarked for one or two, but you don't trademark it for like thirty different things. Right, and yeah. and different countries, right? So we could right. do this in the U.S., but somebody in France might say, "Yo, we're gonna do it here." So right. like, not exactly. only do you have to do it in the U.S., but you have to do it in yeah. almost it's a whole process. A lot, I mean, a lot of countries, right? If you want to keep yourself protected, which is it's tough and it's expensive. So you trademark and it's expensive. I learned the hard way. Um, I learned that the hard way too. Yeah. Did, like, I, I heard that that you did you put out the merch before trademarking it because I heard I that put out the merch before trademarking, and <laughs> I, this is where I always I always lean into when I talk to people about like you know um, you know God can't bless you until you're ready you know, like mm. you know what I mean and I was moving before God because I had the design but I was like. I should I should go for this trademark. I'm like, nah, this is hot. Boy, I need to put this out now. I need to get this money. 
Man, the process after that, because once I put it out, it was such a catchy joint. And when Envy started wearing it a lot on The Breakfast Club, um, then people just was making it on Amazon. It was making it in different fonts. It was making it in different designs. And so when I did file for a trademark, it was like, yo, we see this everywhere already. Somebody's selling on Amazon. Somebody... Now, now you have to go through this whole process um, that costs thousands of dollars. Like, I literally can say we spent maybe $20,000 in trademarking fees. So what was the process that you, that you had to go through? I, I went through a law firm. So um, I mean, to the, the pro, to, to to trademark it or to get the other people to, to stop selling yeah, like it, cease and desist type stuff. Oh, like what cost? Well, so let me start with the. I started with the trademark process. I started with a law firm. Something I will never recommend to anyone to go through a law firm. Instead, you can find you a specific trademark lawyer that can take the time and has the focus because a lot of and they're trademark lawyers that have big clients and a lot going on. It's 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 not a hard process for somebody who's into trademarking. What you do have to find somebody at the time that possibly can put the time and focus into your specific brand because people will bill you for hours. Like I literally did not know though. Like I was just like hopping on a call I'm like, I hit the lawyer email. Can we hop on a call on Tuesday at four o'clock? I'm like, cool. Next thing you know, we're on a call for two hours. And next thing I know, at the end of the month, I look at the bill. It's like two hours having a conversation with your lawyer, $4,000. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, they're asking you these questions that you don't realize they're billing you for every single thing. So we're going to file for, we're going to file for this particular item. And we're going to make sure that um, we're able to use it on hats, um, sweatsuits, socks, and these different types of patents. And I'm like, sure, no problem. Now they're charging you for every single thing that they're filing for. But that whole process, $20,000 down the drain because the process started and the lawyer just got so busy because he was never really getting back to me. I had to follow up. And this is where, like, when I talk about advising people about something like this, find you a trademark lawyer that can that specify on this, like, literally deal with you one-on-one. -on -one. This person is a lawyer who's probably working during the day doing big corporations, but they're also at home, you know, handling small, um, you know, small businesses. You know what I mean? It's not hard to find. If you really look for a small business trademark lawyer, they're out there. And this is the part, like, you know, I told you about the I don't know. That's, that's if you don't know, you know, you post it in your story, you'll get so many... <laughs> Feedbacks like I don't I'm not I tell people all the time. I'm not the smartest person in the world But I have no problem saying I don't know if I don't understand or know something or know someone It doesn't take me much. I'll post something and say yo anybody got a plug to this person Why because you know, they'll it just helps facilitate it faster So what was the process to get people to stop selling it? Ah, oh, That process the cease and desist. I mean, you know what? Teamwork that was the biggest thing. Now, once you get to a certain point and your brand is moving, you have a lot of things in place. Now, you realize that you have to focus your energy on, you know, um, making sure you don't focus your energy on too many of the little things by yourself. That's why you get people around you that are stronger. So at, at first, I was like, I was sending these emails. I would sit up to six in the morning, sending the cease and desist out myself. You know, I'd have the lawyer, I'd have the letter. At that point, I was getting the letter from my lawyer because they were still trying to file it for me. That's with the big firm. And they was still giving me, since the thing was in process, you could still send cease and desist. So I was sending cease and desist to different people and companies. But now it's like, yo, you see somebody with a My Guy versus My Enemy, enemy shirt that's bedazzled with, like, you're like, where did you get that from? They're like, I got that from Brooklyn. At the at King, at, I think yeah. it's what is it, Kingsbridge Mall? Is that What's Brooklyn? Keep on taking it, man. Brooklyn, keep on taking it. Yo, <laughs> King's Plaza, right? Drop, King's Plaza, it's, it's so much. But then it got to the point that I realized, like, as long as I can deal with the online stuff, I'm not. To be honest, these foot traffickers, it's it's still more awareness to the brand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sitting here. Like, if I spend so, I spent so much time. I realized after a while, I spent so much time and focus on trying to um, send cease and desist and deal with this. It takes away from the brand, which you really the goal. Like, you're spending all this money 
on doing that when really, I mean, it's important to do, but it's also important to spend time on making sure everything is aligned within your brand. Yeah, and that's something that um, people aren't aware of. You can send cease and desist letters even if you don't have the official trademark yet, yeah. if it's in process, if, if it's pending. Um, Once it's in process, you you send that email, and people automatically going to take it down. They see it. They don't want to get sued. If, if the if the wording is right, it's, if it sounds threatening enough, you know, yeah. I've gotten this, I, you know, speaking of, like, you know, when I used to take pictures, I've gotten a cease and desist because I took a picture of, I took a picture of Jay-Z at this bowling event and like I got a cease and desist from his lawyer. We're going to sue you. It's $20,000. I deleted that thing so fast. <laughs> and everybody out there stealing ideas, shame on you. Shall, name, shall remain anonymous. Shame on you, man. Shall remain anonymous. y'all. Shame, 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 man. Be original. All right, so, so, so what's the process to actually manufacture the merch, though? Because this is something that like, – us, we, we use online, um, yeah. Printful, but now we're kind of switching that to actually getting physical merch. A, it's a higher profit margin, and B, you have control over like shipping. You don't got to wait for somebody, a third party yeah, to ship it for that's you. That's kind of the dilemma now. It's like a pandemic has delayed everything, so it's now like a month behind where if right. we could have just shipped it out ourselves, we saved the time and the headache from people like, hey, where's the merch? But we, just, we can put but it out. The problem with with that is that now you got to spend the money up front. Exactly. And now you got to warehouse it. So now you got to turn your living room into a warehouse with boxes of hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> I think and, and the crazy. I'm, I'm glad you went right there because when I was looking, I'm like listening to the story, reading about your story. And you're like, what are some of the downfalls? You got stuck with a bag of merch, right? <laughs> Let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. So which part? Where you want me to start from? How you guys, learning. yeah, learning about being left with the abundance of inventory. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's just part of the game, man. You gotta, you, you live and you learn, and then you figure out, like, how to deal with those situations. Like, um, I've definitely, even before like, this pandemic, I, I, you know, I didn't operate off faith in that time, because I literally... I was probably one of my friends that was in a group chat, like sending all these like fear messages, like "Yo, go food shopping for the next nine weeks." Oh, were you one of the people that said, "Um, my cousin, I just got worried. My cousin works at the Pentagon." Screenshot. Yo, if it was, I'm like, how many black people have family members (laughs) with seven? clearances and at the Pentagon. Like if I had one more person, like I just got a word from my cousin that works in, in, in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Clarence at the Pentagon though. First, shout out to Clarence. Yeah, he, I mean, I had a screenshot of this, but I definitely had people like, yo, they gonna have martial law. Yo, yo yeah, that was at the end of the message. Did you see that movie with Bruce Willis and Denzel Washington? <laughs> Like, yo, so I'm like, yo, go shopping, food shopping. I'm wilding. At that point now, my brain is like, Hold up. You just ordered all this. You just ordered all these hoodies. And I should wait. I went to the printer. I said, don't print yet. Because at least worst case scenario, you can always ship it back to the wholesale company you purchased it from. Um, they're going to they're gonna charge you a repackaging fee versus actually printing all these, all this, these hoodies and stuff like that. And then you don't get it till after the pandemic is over and now you're stuck with all this merch. So um, I didn't operate out faith, but what I learned in this pandemic, people are still shopping. Mm -hmm. People are still buying. People are, I bought a hoodie. I'm not going to say how much it costs supporting another brand, but I bought it and I, where was I wearing it to? But it's like, there's no like real, there's no real determination on like when this thing is going to be over. But, you know, what I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of people that are maybe essential workers that are still working from home, like, you know, their income didn't actually change. Um, they're just spending less money outside while moving. So you end up engaging in um, online shopping. You know, what I mean, it's a lot of online shopping going on right now. So, um, but when I first started, like for me, when I tell, cause I know you did ask that, um, when it came to like starting, I chose to do my own shipping. I do my own shipping. My living room's the, my living room is definitely the warehouse and, uh, packaging. Got my mom on shipping. That's what she does. Um, that's her job. You know, my mom is retired now. So, 
Um, you know, I have just have to cut her a check every she's part <laughs> of the company. My brother is also um, my brother is also um, the president. He definitely is number two to me when it comes to the company. He handles. He is the whatever I don't know. He definitely knows. You know what I mean? If he wasn't like he's currently like in PA right now, he's working from home. Um, but he's normally down this way. But I would have definitely had him on here to kind of like talk on some detailed questions if they did come up. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, we do all of the shipping from home. And uh, I great thing I learned is so crazy. Three years running, I learned how to ship during the pandemic. Like that's something I didn't know. You know what I mean? But at the same time, when it comes to running a brand, you also learn you don't have to do everything. You know what I mean? Like that's so time consuming and set, sets a lot of people back because a lot of people get so busy, busy with their, they get so busy that they kill their business. You know what I mean? How many items are you shipping a month on average? Uh, per month right now, we're averaging about, I'm going to say 2,500 items. Yeah. It, it started with t-shirts and hoodies. Started with t-shirts, merged into hoodies, hats, dad hats, um, sweatsuits. Finally, we, you know, it's just, just an overall process. But yeah, we, even now we're getting to more merchandising, which is, um, it's like you, you really like, if you don't, one thing I've learned is that I have to continuously um, keep evolving. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because... There's so much when it comes to this stuff that a lot of people are interested in. You know what I mean? People just love opportunity. Everybody's not outside wearing hoodies and sweatshirts. Some people are driving and they just want a sticker on their car that says my God versus my enemies. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Some people just want, um, people want signs in front of their house instead of saying, um, you know, Biden for president, it says uh, God for, pre like, you know, God for president. Oh, my God versus my enemy on their lawn. You know what I mean? So it's learning that like you just constantly like we're constantly in a space of evolving with that. Yeah. So Body of God is the company, but uh, My God versus My Enemies is the most popular item. Funny uh, thing is, I, have, I didn't get a chance to correct you guys in the beginning. Yeah, Body yeah. of God is the is the Instagram for the company. That's what we started off. Another trademark thing I learned. Yeah. Body of God was a company I started. And then I, you know, I LLC'd it, which at that time, like I said, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I thought you LLC'd it. I thought, you know, the state would be like, no, somebody else has this. No, that's false. They'll let you LLC your company, but does not mean that it's trademarked. So then when I went to trademark Body of God clothing, there was like, oh, there's a company, there's a fitness company called Body of God. I said, like, oh my God. So I can't do that. So I, did, I changed it to cover by God clothing. Oh, so that's, got it, got it. So are there any more slogans that are coming down the pipeline from from the brand? Yeah, absolutely. We have the They Hated Jesus 2, which we trade, which we ended up trademarking. Also, another thing I learned, you don't have to trademark everything. Mm -hmm. That's realistically, you don't have to trademark everything in, in, in when it comes to this um, clothing apparel company. Like, you know what I mean? It's like... There's certain things that are going to hit. Certain things are for a moment. You know what I mean? It just depends on you how far you want to take a certain item. You know what I mean? Because no matter what, people are going to copy what you're doing. Like, like how can you really stop? If, if big companies like H&M are, well, I think h and still open, but they, they're producing items that look like Gucci. You know what I mean? Like, how do you stop stuff like that? You know what I mean? At this point, like for me, when you put so much energy and focus into that, you, you kind of like move away from the purpose. Like my purpose with the brand is to still be able to pour into our communities and partner up with the different um, nonprofits. You know what I mean? That's the real goal for me. So marketing, that's that's the biggest thing, right? Um, how did you or how were you able because 2,500 items a, a month, that's a lot of merch that you that you're moving. So how were you able to move it from one T-shirt to selling 2,500 items a month? What was the marketing plan? I just learned marketing. I'll keep it real. <laughs> 100,000. I didn't know that outside of I. So when I first started, I was I was out out the house at 5 a.m. in the morning, back home by 2, 3 a.m. in the morning because I was like. I'm going wherever. I'm like, I'm follow everybody. You're doing a book signing here. I'm pulling up. What's up? Got this merch for you. 
I was very hands-on with making sure I was networking with every single person. Whether you are a rapper, whether you're a pastor, whether you're an influencer, I'm pulling up on you wherever you are. That's that's the, I would call that the... Uh, guerrilla marketing? Uh, yeah, guerrilla marketing. Yeah. I didn't say I was going to use that term today. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are the street team. When, when you're pulling up, you're just giving the, the merch away, right? We're not... Are we charging people at this point? That's originally. That's even now to this day. Give it away. It's still like my. That's my. That's my personal slogan. When it comes to the, the merch or finances, we're giving it away because you can't hold on to this stuff. You can hold on to it all you want, and you could be stuck with it during the pandemic. You, like so, I was definitely pulling up and just giving it away. Like you know, what I mean, like sometimes you'll pull up on people. Security stops you, and they're like, "Nah, fam, he don't want it." I'm like, "All right, cool." What's your size? <laughs> security guard. What's your size, bro? I said, I got one of these hoodies for you. They're like, yeah, it's all good. And they like, give me that email, their address. And I'm like, right, I'm going to ship it to you. What's your phone number? Take the phone number. Next thing you know, I text them like a week later. You get your, yo, good looking, bro. Yo, we're going to be at what you call it if you want to pull up. And I'll make sure he, I'm like, all right, cool. So it's like consistent. Like you always got to like do the homework. I'm not taking no as an answer. If, 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 the, if you feel like, the artist or the celebrity or the influencer or that pastor is not going to want it. Cool. Or that, or anybody who doesn't want it, I'm going to find a way to get it to you regardless. What you just you know said, what, what you because- just said was extremely important. And I don't want that to go with people said, cause I, I remember going back to Mike, we was in LA um, years ago and we was trying to get into a club and we were, um, knew the promoter, the DJ. We used, all right. So you try to get into the club, right? The first person you think of is a promoter. Second person you think of is DJ. You might even think about bottle service girl if they, you know, pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of just run it down from there, right? And he was he told me something that I never forgot. He was like the most person. He's like, you know who the most important person is in the club, and I'm like, who? And I named all those different people. He was like, the most important person is security. The first right. the person at the front door. Front line. Cause they they and you go to clubs all the time. You pay security to get in. Like security, they they really control and it's, it's like stuff like that. And Sam Rothstein said that in, in, in casino. He said the most important person in Vegas was not the big bosses and all that. The most important person was the valet Parker because they knew right. everybody. They was like the, the conduit. So a lot of times with networking, we look past the most important person. Yeah. Like you're trying to get to the, the celebrity, but his security is a person that you can talk to. Right, or it's yeah. like you try to meet this person, but why not just start with their driver? Yeah. The driver exactly. sees them every single day. They know where they're going. Exactly, <laughs> and, and that's that's. I ju- I'm currently. I haven't actually finished the book. I don't know if you guys read it, Third Door. Um, no. But that just talks about like, and specifically, they bring up the club. They use the club as a example. Like, there's the front door that you walk in and you get online. There's the VIP entrance. And then the third one is by any means necessary. If I gotta come through the kitchen, if I gotta come through the back door, if I if I gotta come through the back door using walking in, whatever it is you have to do to get in these rooms, you have to use that third door no matter what. So once I figure out, like that's that's always been part of my like game plan and trying to make sure I get stuff to people, is figuring out what the third door is. You know what I mean? Yeah. First door is walking up on somebody. It's like you know what I mean? You know where they're gonna be. You pull up. The second one may be like, oh, I have a family member or a friend that's cool with them. The third door is, man, I see that's their Uber driver right there sitting across the street and be like, look, um, I came downstairs and I was told to leave this bag for what you call it. Just let them know we left it in the car for them. Next thing you know, my card is in there. My Instagram is in there. And I'm getting a DM from XYZ like, thank you, got your merch. I'll tag you in it when I, what you call it. Now, on top of that, I've also opened the DM door because you know the DM door is not hard to, <laughs> to. There's that third part of your DM where you have all these requests sitting from different people. Plus ninety nine. Once they've responded yeah. back to you, now it's free flowing conversations. Yeah. Yeah, you in you in the, you in the trusted circle. Once once they once the first response. Now, now you're in you the general. Actually, once you get to the yeah, general, uh, you, you got a chance. <laughs> you got a chance. General population. Absolutely. You got a chance. So I mean, I'm sure your days as being a party promoter have helped you with the security part, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so who who was the the first I guess celebrity that you saw wearing the wearing the merch that really took it off? I know Envy wore, but was there somebody before him or was 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 that the, the transition? Was, yeah, Envy was the. 
first one that really had me like I saw it and I was like, yes. <laughs> so let's that talk about that. Shout, shout out to Envy. He's an EYL alum. alum. Did you, did you know that? He, he came on our show. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I yeah. remember like I actually now I just remember Mike sent me a sent me a message after that. He was like, he was like, it's crazy. I got Envy on here before you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, that's for shot, folks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to Envy. Him and Caesar came on. And um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, being on the radio every day, and I was seeing him wearing that. I didn't even know what it was. I just would see him wearing it. Every day. It. So how did, how did that come about? Because all it takes is really one really powerful influencer to really change everything, if you really think about it. Yeah. Um, we see that with Diddy and Ciroc. A couple different scenarios we can name. So how, how did that come about as far as like getting Envy involved in the situation? Yo, you know, the crazy thing is I give Envy one shirt, right? Shout out to my homegirl. Just like, did you, did you know him or? Oh, party promoting. Okay. One door. It's all part of plan A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? <laughs> so, Full circle. Party promoting, I'm always booking Envy. You know what I mean? Okay. I was always booking Envy for different clubs. So we had like, uh, if I had to call our relationship at that point, I was like, I was probably in his like, M list of friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm on level M at that point, just like, you know, it's just really business. So it's just like, you know, I hit him up and I had his number to hit him directly. And, you know, sometimes you try to maintain rapport with people just for for the sake of like business like you. So you can be like, you know, as a party promoter, you can talking to your friends like, yeah, I was talking to Envy today. They're like, you was talking to Envy? <laughs> this is talking like 10 years ago though. Like when Envy was just like the DJ on a, you know, radio. And when it was like, before even a breakfast club, it was just like, you know, we had no Envy for mixtapes. Yeah. So, and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I gave him one shirt and then he would wear the one shirt like, numerous times to the breakfast club to the point that I remember one time I saw that like the shirt had a lean on it. <laughs> I was like, nah, yo, I got to get Envy another shirt, yo. So then I had that Eureka moment and I was like, oh, snap. What if I asked Envy to rock out with me and kind of like, you know, even partner up for like a percentage of the company or something like that. You know what I mean? Let's see what we could do. Then I also remembered that one thing I said, like you cannot... If God blesses you with something, you can't make a decision and just say, all right, cool, I'm giving it away or I'm doing something without moving first with God. So I prayed on it, right? Prayed on it, went to sleep. That was a Thursday. Friday morning, 6.30 a.m., phone rings. It's my friend Charisma. She works, she's very, she works very um, closely with Envy at the time. Um, she's like, yo, Envy said, hit me up hit him up and just to have a conversation about working with you on the brand. And I was like, yo, that's all God, because it was just a thought. Mm -hmm. So in that same token, like just, you know, pressing that conversation with people is that like thoughts, the same conversation everybody knows, thoughts become things. Like what you mm -hmm. think can manifest. Power once, you start, once you start vibrating on a higher level, you know what I mean? If I sit here, I feel like, I totally could manifest a meatless burger coming to me right now because my brother probably went to the store and was like, yo, I, I bought two sandwiches. Just because I think things, sometimes a lot of these things come to, they come to fruition. So hey. that's, that's kind of like how me and Envy's uh, partnership uh, began from then on. Dope, dope. And so, yeah, I mean, I like that, you know, that's another thing too. You can't be greedy in business, and it's like you see an opportunity to bring Envy on as a business partner. Um, like, why not? Obviously, he has a huge platform, and he mm -hmm. can help grow the brand just wearing it, and then also promoting with his celebrity friends. Yeah. Um, and it, a lot of times, th we we th we think too small minded, and we want like a hundred percent of something where it's like giving away a part of it to grow it actually makes sense a lot of times. Yeah, and it's humbling too. Did did Ego ever come up in that relationship? Because at a certain point, I, I felt like, damn, this is Envy's company because he was wearing never, it so much. Never, never. I never had an Ego situation when it came to that. People would be like, yo, that's Envy company, right? I'd be like, yep, that's Envy company. <laughs> you know what that's, I mean? I don't, you know, I don't, being the face of a, a company is cool, but you gotta, it's like, and when you think of like, and I, I source everything back to faith. It's just like when you ask for an anointing from God on anything, like just know like there are blessings that come with certain things, there are curses that come with certain things. Like it's it's you have to be able to deal with both. You know what I mean? So 
being a face of a company, then, you know, it's like you, I also, I, I have to deal with people. I don't even consider myself the face of the company still to this day, because even to this day, when I come on podcasts and I go on different shows and people are like, Oh, you're the person. The first thing they say is, Oh, that's the one envy always wearing. I'm like, it's fine with me. Like the biggest thing is more the message to me than anything else. Like, you know what I mean? Like once when I see the excitement, I see people who say to me like, Oh my God, I was, I, you were, I saw somebody walking down the street with the, my God versus my enemy. And I was having a terrible day at work and the brand itself allowed me to just feel like I know my God is going to be victorious. And this was a Muslim woman that was talking to me. Mm. So we didn't have a conversation about religion. It was, it was just mainly about the message. So being the face of it really never bothered me. Now, I, I don't have, I have, I think I have the, when it comes to ego, I'm not, I try my best to minimalize, to minimalize, minimalize my ego in most situations. The hardest part of having, the hardest thing about ego is, is usually amongst family. That's where ego sometimes plays a part. So what's the, what's the, what's the vision of expansion? Like how, all right. So you have the merch, you're moving a lot of merch, um, 2,500 items a month is a lot. So at what point it's going to be bigger than just your living room? Like, right. Have you thought about that as far as like, at what point do you, are you not physically able to ship 2,500 items or have 2,500 items come to your house? And like, what's the next step for the brand? Is it, um, things outside of merchandise or is it just different things within the religious sphere? Is it something that might be non-religious secular clothing? Like what, what's, what's, what's the, the vision going forward? Um, well, we do have, um, what I, for me, there's a few things that are in play and just a lot of times it's just like having, making sure that you're in alignment with your team on it. But at the same time, it's like, Sometimes as a leader, you do have to make decisions. And for me, one thing that, um, you know, we have different shell companies in place that have not actually like, when I say that in the sense that these, these are smaller, these are smaller companies that are like basically babies of cover by God clothing. You know what I mean? They, they will deal with faith. They will deal with politics. They will deal with, um, like, these certain conversations that are uncomfortable that really that makes the brand more an opportunity for people to speak on it without having to speak on it. That's the biggest thing. I think um, we do have a production company that's uh, that's come from this. We have um, covered by color, covered by God Films, um, and I do have a short film that came out um, because of that, um, and that was that came out through the company that's actually won like Hollywood Holly Shorts a bunch of the different short film festivals. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, the great thing about it is that like, everything from film to acting, I mean, from film to the clothing to um, just what people would call an influencer gives us, this has all been like merged into one thing. It's because all of this is still the plan A. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, but with the company, like once it does get bigger, um, which is, it's, it's big enough to move to a specific warehouse. The goal is to have my own Tyler Perry situation. Mm. You know, what I, I do want to have a space where we have the brand working out of, and I want to just, I want to make money with my friends and family. You know mm. what I mean? That's the biggest thing. Like if I can empower everybody around me, that's the biggest thing. Like I have, um, friends that are clothing designs. One of my best friends, we went to high school. We have a, we have the film, film company together. Um, and it's still, and he still has his build company and, and our, and, you know, we, you know, merged together. It's just an opportunity for us to all shine. And one of the biggest things with the company is just once I empower everyone, once we're all empowered, like we're unstoppable, you know what I mean? And that's just, that's just what it really comes down to. Like I, I want my, you know, I think a lot of people separating themselves from, they isolate themselves because of the need and desire to be the main person, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not sitting around, um, if Envy wasn't like, Envy's like my mentor to an extent because I watch him, he's so busy. He's always like ripping and running, but he creates a balance between everything he does, you know what I mean? So for me, that's 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 a big motivation for me. It's like, 
you know, I'm learning to be a better businessman because of this company. But in the same token, I get an opportunity to, um, I have downtime now. Like, you know what I mean? Because I have other people working with me. I'm sitting around here memorizing monologues, writing scripts. So that's like the next thing for me is definitely um, another clothing brand out of this. And then also educating people about one of the biggest things is to be able to educate people within our company, like, and not within our company, within our community. Uh, my goal is to educate people within our community how to start clothing brands on their own. You know what I mean? It's, you don't, it's not the hardest process in the world. You know what I mean? Once we're able to, everybody's so focused, like it's, it makes people uncomfortable. Like I have a lot of friends who had clothing brands that felt away because the brand took off the way it did. But I'm like, yo, we can all eat. You know what I mean? What you know can help me and what I'm learning can help you. We can all push each other in some form what, or fashion. What, what would you say the most important thing that you learned as far as, you know, like you said, you want to create a program to help people. What, what would be the, the biggest thing that an entrepreneur that wants to start a clothing brand needs to, needs to have figured out? I think um, the biggest thing that is, is, I think it's like really learning, creating a step-by-step -step process. For it. You know, what I mean, I haven't actually mastered it down on paper. I could, if I, which I'm working on in this downtime. I haven't actually written it down. But to create the process, like where people are learning, like what's the first steps? Like you don't have to jump out the window and create this grand big website and and buy um, and and do tons. Like it can start from. I can start in this room that I am. I could email somebody, have them create a design, send me back a mock-up. And then after that, I can put a I can put it on a website. It doesn't have to be a big Shopify website. They can start with a big cartel website. And then you can start to like generate things. But you know, one of the biggest things is just like I tell people, the biggest thing that I tell people is don't be afraid to say I don't know. That's the biggest thing. If you're gonna learn anything in this business, be open to saying I don't know. And somebody is definitely open and willing to assist you. Um no matter what, because somebody poured into me, I don't mind pouring into people. That's what it really comes down to. Yeah. So your journey started with your parents wanting yeah. you to be a lawyer or a doctor. Mm -hmm. You went to school for uh, theatrics, mm -hmm. became a party promoter. Now you you know you own your own clothing line. Mom works for you now. What what's what's her thoughts now that you know you you've turned this thing you you've proven yourself. What's 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 the reaction now from from your mom? My mother is she old school. She gonna still keep it. She's not gonna say like I'm never gonna hit her like with the um I'm never gonna hit her with the told you so I'm never <laughs> hit her with that but she on the other end still probably is like she does it all the time she's like so have you decided which one of these companies is going to be your full one k plan what's your <laughs> retirement plan now how much money do you have saved up what are you going to do to when are you going to get married. Is your clothing company going to facilitate your wife and your children? I'm like, Ma, one step at a time. One step at a time, Ma. <laughs> Shout out to Ma. That sounds yeah, like a mom. For yeah. Sure. Right. Dude, it's been a pleasure. How can people get the merch? Tell the people the social media, the website, um, all of that information. All right. So, uh, coveredbygodclothing.com is the website. Um, we even, you know, Another thing we purchased was the my guy versus my enemies.com website. I mean, mm. so you type in my guy versus my enemies.com or covered by God clothing, it's going to bring you to the same landing ship. Um, something people should know just in case you have a design that's more uh, that's more popular than your actual company name at some point, you might as well um, get the domain name. Buy, huh? Yep, get that domain so that they link to each other. Um, then the, the, the actual Instagram page is body of God and mine is I am Ladoon and yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. I appreciate that. <laughs> Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. That is our proud to pay program. Y'all know, uh, we have five tiers there. Each tier has a different, uh, function. Uh, the top two tiers, the four and five, will get you access to our online school, EYL University, which has been going crazy. We've been putting out so much content on there. Uh, we're not slowing down. So uh, everybody that's been part of that, all our earners, we, we appreciate you and we love your support. And shout out to everybody that is in our private Facebook real estate group headed up by our brother MG, the mortgage guy. 
that has been absolutely amazing. We got our book club. Uh, we got, I mean, he does like two to three real estate uh, webinars a week, man. It's really incredible. It's growing at a, a tremendous rate. So we appreciate all that support, y'all. Keep going. Yeah, and don't forget the code EARNERS for 40% discount to EYL University. EYL University is on fire right now. Everything, book club, movie club, weekly webinars, um, private real estate Facebook group, and we're, we're adding stuff all the time. And don't forget assets over liabilities. That's yeah. all merch. That's all merch. And then EYL University line as well. So, yeah, appreciate it. All right, guys. Um, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.